So everything that we just said, we're yeah. not including. Three, two, two one. one. Hi, you look amazing. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> And don't say to me, I look amazing, because I know you'd be lying. My oh, hair it didn't is occur to me. Fr- okay, perfect. <laughs> but really, like, if you wanted to say it, yeah. like, you could. I just, like, well, wouldn't believe you. I did notice, because, you know, you dyed your hair recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks cute with your natural curl, too. Oh, really? It's the yeah. first time I've worn it with mm-hmm. my natural curl. Only because I jumped out of the shower and came straight here, so I didn't have anything I appreciate that. to do. But I did put stuff on my face, because... Now when my cheeks get red, it matches my hair, yeah. and I don't like that. So I put some stuff on my face. It it's happens. A it's hard. I mean, yeah. I uh, accidentally dyed the end of my hair pink uh, a little while ago, so I had to go <laughs> re-dye, and it's 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 a it's especially vitamin C this time. So <sighs> it looks really good. Thank you. I kind of like it actually. Tammy looks so good. I'm gonna have to take a picture and post it's, it. I mean, because no, holy shit, no. <laughs> stop. <laughs> She looks so good. You I look mean, like a retro princess. I mean, pin up queen. You look amazing. Got to do what I got to do. Well, good news. I'm not sick. You're not sick. You sound great. Thank you. I feel okay. Great. That's all we can hope for at this you know, time. I'm alive You're and alive. I'm not sick for once. So, <clears throat> although, why do I still sound congested? Maybe that's just the new me. Oh, yeah. Tired and congested is is... my new normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I understand that. Yes. I was pretty sick when I went to New York. That was great. Mm -hmm. Then I had a week from hell. Drank a lot on Friday night. Mm -hmm. Still paying for it, I feel, because I can't do that anymore. I just can't keep up. That's why you drink early in the day like we do. Yes, exactly. Because, like, I I can get a little boozy and be fine. It's actually, like, the getting home super late after drinking a lot because I don't sleep if like, weirdly enough, I don't sleep very well if I drink heavily. Yeah. So, like, one night of, like, drinking because we're blowing off some steam and then not sleeping. Oh, and that's now... when we were texting each other at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, go to bed. I'm like, I'm awake. <laughs> yeah, I had just gotten back from going out with uh, Jonathan from oh, work. Okay. Well, actually, we all went out because yeah. we celebrated a coworker's final day. And, and then a few of us hung afterwards and kept Kept mm-hmm. at it. Kept the party going. Kept that party going. And then I had to go to acupuncture the next morning. I was like, oh. She's like, are you hungover? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. She pokes Me? you and just a straight spring of whiskey comes out. <laughs> <laughs> she did put one needle in, like, in my calf. And I was like, whoa, what's that one? Because you're not supposed to feel them, but sometimes it's like zing, zings yeah. you. Yeah. She goes, that's your liver and kidneys. I'm like, she's a liar. She just sense. knew you were hungover. <laughs> Making me feel guilty. Yep. She's alcohol shaming me. Mm-hmm. Well, I Ugh. will never alcohol shame you. No, you won't. Because this is Banshees and Booze, a paranormal podcast with a, a shot of, of liquid, liquid courage. courage. <laughs> it worked for a second. Yeah, I'm not good at those games anymore. Me neither because we're tired. I'm not, no, we're not tired. We are awesome. We're thriving. It's because we've advanced past that yeah. stage of our <laughs> improv training. That is so true. Yeah. Oh, God, those one word. The alphabet ones. Oh, yeah. It was like, A, box, uh-huh. came, 
dashing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the one where you try to get through the alphabet without looking, like when you're in a big group. Oh, I hate that one. And you know who I really hate? Who? I'm calling it out. The person that waits and is like, I'm going to do the one right after. So then somebody, it's like, B, C, D. <laughs> yes. That's cheating. <laughs> That's cheating. Yeah, it's fucked you up. You don't look cool. No. You didn't no. help anything. Yeah, you just threw everyone and now the whole group is fucked up. It's supposed to be Thanks group mind. Jerk. It's not a competition. And if yeah. Tammy is saying it's not a competition, then it's really, really not a competition. <laughs> um, well, speaking of sounds, <laughs> is yeah. that a good segue? Speaking of sounds. Oh, yeah. I have an update. Oh my God, I have two. Should we do them now? Yeah. This, Wait, this... no, can we drink first? Yes, please. Okay. All right. Well, the name of this drink is is going to give away some of my stuff. Okay. But that's okay. So today's topic is, um, it was pretty vague and I asked you to, you clarified it for me and I still forgot. So I just did haunted music. Okay, great. slash musicians. Great, that's Ghosts what I did. Of musicians. That's what I did. So I I honed in because I work in the voiceover industry and I work at about six different uh, studios in Los Angeles. So I did haunted music studios. I love it. Um, so I specifically did my favorite, um, the the recording studio on the Jim Henson lot <gasps> because they're super private. Mm-hmm. No one can touch it. Not even the employees. Like only people like recording can go in and. Um, so I've taken many tours and I trained on that lot for, for puppetry and uh, and they always say like this is a really – it's really haunted. So anyway, um, so I made the Muppet Mystery Mule because it's the Jim Henson recording studio. I am there's, so happy. There's no mystery about it. The mystery is I have no mixers at home. So <laughs> I had ginger beer uh-huh. and um, I have a – giant handle of Tito's. So um, I just made a classic Moscow mule of Tito's organic non-sweetened lime juice from Whole Foods Mm -hmm. and and the ginger beer. um, It's the Fever Tree brand, which is so delicious. It's my favorite kind. So here's to haunted music and the Muppet Mystery Mule. Amen. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, and fancy glassware. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's that's really good. It's so good with that real ginger beer, and it's not ginger ale. Yes. We've – yeah. I needed to right my wrong from the last Moscow Mule I made because I had arrived a little drunk, and mm-hmm. I was like, here's your mule, and it was 90% vodka. <laughs> Which normally I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> and I, like, drank the whole thing. Like, this is water, and mm-hmm. that's – I, like, went home and blacked out. Yeah. I'm like, bye. That was – It was pretty great. So I'm going to rectify that. Uh, that was not the right thing for an early morning podcast. I mean, it was the royal wedding day. What can I say? Yeah, what I mean, I I drank it Shit too. Got so. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. So what's your update? Oh, great. Well, folks, as you know, uh, I'm a bit of a tamsplainer. A usual. What? Yeah, I've I'm I'm a Leo. By the way, we enter Leo season at 2 p.m. today. Thank I saw God. your Instagram post. This is big. I need it. This is big. This cancer season's been too much for me. Mm. Too many feels. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, Same So, uh, as a Tam splainer, every so often, one makes Tam mistakes. <gasps> I'm so glad we're recording this and broadcasting it. I mean. 
Tam mistakes, uh, much like Dumbledore says, as uh, a person who does a lot of thinking, sometimes my mistakes are bigger than others. Um, so uh, it takes a big, you know, coming into Leo seasons, writing those wrongs, right? <laughs> so, hey, I already started. And since we recorded two episodes last week, I made two pretty big fuck ups. Oh, not huge, but I just, I just want to say out loud mm. that I know I made some mistakes. What? Here's the first probably biggest mistake. Amelia Earhart could not get lost in the Bermuda Triangle. And I fucking fell for it. I'm just... (laughs) We had a giant conversation about it. So convincing. You are so convincing. It was the Pacific Ocean, not the Atlantic. Very different. Very different sides of the earth. Potato, potato. (laughs) It's an ocean. (laughs) And in my slight defense... There is an episode of Star Trek with Amelia Earhart, and I think they imply something mm-hmm. about the Bermuda Triangle. But so that one, that's on me. Thank Maya, you. Culpa. Um, Boy, and I just followed you like a puppy dog to its master. The other one came about very hilariously. I was actually putting on my makeup the other day and listening to one of my favorite podcasts. You must remember this. Oh, I haven't listened to the new season yet. I'm so excited. So excited. So the most recent episode, she was talking about um, this uh, famous studio, the Culver Studio, that used to be owned by Thomas Ince. Uh Uh-oh. Ince. How am I going around being all Because it's more fun to say. It's way more fun to say. I definitely trust Karina Longworth because her her research is like bonkers. Mm -hmm. That's why she has a new season like once a year because she's researching. And this season's so good. And I literally was like, what are the odds that I'm literally listening to this right? It was seriously (laughs) like – Two days after we published, I was like, damn it. Oh, my God. And then I was listening to our podcast afterwards, and I was like, maybe I didn't say it that many times. I said it like 47 times. <laughs> it was like a – it was seriously like a like a club in here. <laughs> and then the so, Inse slowly turns into – with Karina's voice going, uh, uh, uh. That was incorrect. That's my Karina Longworth impression. She's so good. She's like married to the dude who directs the yeah. Star Wars movies now. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. She is living that Hollywood. She like, really is. She's in it. Very cool. Well, you know what? I appreciate you. The, thank you Tam for correcting yeah, yourself. T- some some Tam Tam amendments. Tam amendments for my Tam mistakes. <laughs> and just know that should you ever give false information, I will never know better. Never. I, mean, I will just be on board with you all the way. I, I should will have start. been a politician. You should have, <laughs> and I should have been your like campaign manager. Uh-huh. Like everything she says is right. Yeah. Yes, Amelia Earhart you're, did get lost in the Bermuda Triangle. You're my Sarah. Huckabee Sanders. You're like, I think what Tammy meant to say was exactly what she said because she's right. She's right. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Um, Thank you for that. Um, Well, I don't have any Amy splaining or Amy corrections. Shocking. Uh, (laughs) Everything I say is always wrong, so just always assume I'm incorrect, but we're having fun. Uh, So I have an update on Debbie's ghost. Would you like to hear it? Oh my god, yes. She got all excited. She she listens to the podcast, but she's a few episodes back and she uh heard us, which is, means she now heard me say that we continued drinking after our company dinner the other night. Uh oh well. Um Were you on the clock? <laughs> no, I was off the clock and it was on my dime. So There you go. You know, 
I could do what I want, I mom. She, I think she knows you drink, Amy. Oh, yeah. She's the one who requested we get more drunk on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I love it. I just wish you got more drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, Debs, we're we doing go. it for you. Uh, so she listened to one of the episodes where we're like, you know, yelling at her again because she still hadn't gotten rid of the table and the chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so she got rid of them. And she said the energy of the house has been so much better. Her daughter is finally sleeping, not in her bedroom, but in a bed again. And like, she's like, it just, it absolutely, they sold, they sold it like an elderly couple. And she even showed them the sandy scratch in the table. And they're like, oh, lovely. And I'm like, good luck to those guys. But um, they got a new table and chair set and things are going great. I mean, are we accidentally really good at this? We are, which brings me to we might need to do it all over again because she brought something to the office. And her – Yeah. So we've uh, – we both – all three of us now have experienced at the office something in the bathroom when it's empty. Here, So Deb was in the bathroom and it was completely empty and she heard someone in – the the handicap stall. She came out. No one was in there. And our door to the bathroom at the office is loud as fuck. Like yeah. it slams yeah. when it opens and closes. I went in there another day prior to this happening, and I just didn't tell anybody. But I got the heebie-jeebies. I never. I've been there over a year. I've never felt anything. But there was this one day I felt real weird. A week later, Deb hears someone in the bathroom, and no one's there. And then this past week, I went. No one was in the bathroom again, and I heard a lady's heels or footsteps walk by and go into the farthest stall, which is the handicapped stall. Oh, my God. And I hadn't started peeing yet, and I know that bathroom was empty, so I stood up and poked my head out real quick. No one was Amy. in there. Mm-hmm. And then, real briefly. No, Amy, no. This is crazy. This is actually really fucking scary. I'm already scared. Hold so, on. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Drink, drink, drink. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I hope our listeners drink along with us because this is the time to take a sip. Yeah. Fear break. <laughs> so uh, we have a show that's um, recording in cast uh, – well, we cast – they record it in London. And um, and so Deb was on a, a call to the London studio going over some, some notes. And it was a conference call just with the London studio. And she had it on speaker and um, – uh, three of our coworkers were also in that meet in the office in Deb's office listening, and so Deb was was just going on and on like through her notes. And on the other end, it was an eight minute call. And the other end, the British woman was like, "Uh huh, yep, okay, mm hmm, yep." Eight minutes in, gets a G chat from London saying, "I'm so sorry, I don't know what happens. Um, I'm going to try connecting us again." What do you mean? We're on the phone with you right now. She goes, no, the call dropped two minutes in. I have chills on my right side, chills on my right side. They – there was an executive in the office. Like everyone's faces just dropped. And then in the meantime, is still, uh-huh, yep, okay. Like just responding to everything she's saying. Another call comes in. Deb hang, hangs up that call, picks up, and it's London. And she goes, hey, okay, all right, can you hear me now? Are we good? And – so did it have an accent? It had an accent. They thought it was her. And you know that Deb's ghost was a mimicking ghost. <gasps> That's right. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so scared. Also, also, Amy, yes? I was thinking I'm literally I'm so coming scared. in chills. Me too. Okay. What I was thinking, you know what? What? Oh God. Now I'm scared. I'm scared. Because how did we start talking about ghosts? There was somebody in the bathroom next to me. <gasps> there was somebody in the bathroom next to me, and you've talked about your bathroom ghost too. Oh my god! That was somebody in the stall next to you. Yes, 
and it's Holy going shit. into the stall. Oh my god! Oh my god! It knows us. It knows us. Are, how much Palo Santo are we allowed to burn in your office? <laughs> she's talking about. She's like, I think we might need to like do something. I'm like, Jonathan, bring your pendulum. Yeah. We need to burn some shit. Worst case scenario, we could oh, look. How I'm getting really serious about this. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, we could get like some selenite wands too, because you don't have to burn that. There's yes. other ways of cleansing, but I mean, obviously, like smoke is the best. Holy water. We could white also sage do spray. spray. Mm-hmm. I have a sage spray at home, and it's nice. It's got yeah. some essential oils in it. So we could do a spray. We could do the sticks. What mm-hmm. was it called? Palo Santo. No, the oh, oh selenite. The wand. Mm-hmm. Oh, this. Oh, the selenite. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and I think we could just like. Find out. I'm afraid something's attached itself onto her. Yeah. Yeah. So, or this this ghost that we talked to was, it's tricky. It's a tricky ghost. Yeah. I think that he might have even been like, sure, I'll leave with Debbie. I wonder where she was listening to the podcast, too. <gasps> Deb. We just need to have her in. I actually really love that we call her Debbie and you're even calling her Deb. Yeah. And that's not, not her, her name. <laughs> but we literally already have a nickname for her, Deb. Because I like, don't want to say too much. No, I don't want to say her name. I know. Name. It's easy because that's my mom's name. So oh, it's okay. like, yeah, Debbie. Debbie Deb. You know who you are, Deb. We know you're listening. Get your booty into the studio. Bring I'm... your ghosts. We're going to have a conversation. I'm terrified. I'm scared too. But it's our duty. Yeah. And you know not what? really. They're not at her house and we needed to protect we, the children that's exactly what we were doing yes yes okay. but now she brought it to the office and Great. oh shit shit thanks so, a lot yeah <laughs> um so those were my updates i was so excited also scared but also excited yeah 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 so i'm um, a little flabbergasted right now yeah i don't know what else to say otherwise other than like we need to maybe bring you in i'll call in a drive-in for yeah. you and I mean, You're coming to the. I'm going to the lot. Coming to the lot, baby. And it's <laughs> not why I was hoping, but that's okay. Yeah, yesterday. Oh, you want to audition while you're there? Yesterday, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm trying to be cool, but I'm, I'm doing a little postmaten. Yes. To make the ends meet. Yes. And uh, I got something called into the Fox lot the other day, <gasps> and I had just been there. Actually, I was doing a game show oh, run through. Fun. And. Uh, and so I was just like, my, but a week ago, <laughs> but a week ago, I was <sighs> vaguely talent on this lot. And now I'm like, they're like, you're in the wrong spot, parked between the yellow lines. Oh, And I'm God. like, I'm just trying to get this tinder greens in here, lady. <laughs> my God. How things change. You're riding high in April. Shut down in May. <laughs> I just watched an old movie where a, a waitress gets discovered in a brown derby of course, restaurant. And I was like, "That's this is my Postmates experience. I also yes. delivered, I mean, I won't say where, but it was a building with 28 floors. And I went to the 28th floor and delivered. And it was pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, I got to hit penthouse. Oh, baby. Yeah. I think this is your, this is your chance. This is it. Yes. This is how the podcast blows up. You just like. That's why my makeup looks nice. Yes. Because I need those tips. You're going to deliver <laughs> to like someone who's super into ghosts, uh-huh. who, someone who makes horror films. I can't think of any names right now. I don't know. M. Night. Sh- no. Yeah. Shaman. Yeah. Shaman. He definitely is good yeah. postmate. Totally. And he listens to this podcast. Do you want to um, go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first because I have an amazing up close and personal that was delivered right. to us that I'm going to read. This is good because I have some research, but it is a little, it's a little ghost light, but mm. it is very exciting. So this will be a good. God, I'm so excited about our up ghost, by the way. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And we've little, been receiving some now. Little special shout out to all of our new listeners. We have many, many new listeners that have been talking to us on 
social media and writing in. So we just want to say hi, guys. Hi. And thank you so much yep. for not making me have to yell again this week. Uh, you know what? Mine's weirdly a little ghost light as well. Okay. Um, but it is exciting, so I'll just go through it briefly. And um, I was hoping for more ghosts with the Henson lot, but um, the – I got a lot of stuff off about the lot with being mm-hmm. haunted, which I always knew after the fact, yeah. after I was in training there. Um, but the stu- recording studio only has like Amy, a handful. this isn't school. This isn't like a Montessori school. I <gasps> want you to do what you want to educate yourself. So it was really more of a guideline when I said musicians. I love the Montessori process. Me this too. This is Works for me. Great. I wish I went to Montessori school. You did? Mm -hmm. In elementary school. That's why you're so awesome. It's also why I can't shut the fuck up and listen to anybody. (laughs) Because, like, Tammy needs to be heard. Mm -hmm. Let's listen. You know, I grew up a middle child and in public school with a lot of people. So I'm used to not being listened to. But you're really good. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Nothing. Never mind. It wasn't important anyway. Okay, I'm listening to nobody but Amy, the most special middle child. Oh, yes, I am. Uh, so I tried Googling haunted recording studios, and all I got was an escape room called Haunted Recording Studio. Come on. What the fuck? I was so angry. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going into the, the Henson lot. So um, so the Henson lot is amazing. It is so fucking magical. I trained there the best year of my life doing puppetry, and I would go back to it in a heartbeat if I could. I've been on the lot a lot since then. I didn't know it was haunted, but I felt I could. It just has so much history. So it was Charlie Chaplin's studio. He founded it in. Um, it's on La Brea, in Hollywood. He founded it in 1917. I drive by it almost every single day. And it's got the Kermit the Frog in it, dressed like Charlie Chaplin, mm-hmm. and the top with the top hat and the yep. cane. Oh my god, it's the best! It's magical. It's across the street from a strip club, but everything in LA cool, is cool. Cool. It's um, yeah. Well, Kermit <laughs> is peeping in there yep. from his girls, his girls, girls. View. <laughs> Piggy is like, <laughs> hi. Uh, <laughs> so it is just perfect for Henson. It's quirky. It's weird. It's small. It's it's old timey. It, it's beautiful. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. So eventually, in 1966, um, uh, Herb 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 Alpert and Jerry Moss uh, took over Chaplin Studios and uh, made it A and M Records. And uh, they renovated one of the lot's two sound stages into a recording studio. So those studios opened in 1968. And then in 1999, A&M Records was sold to Universal Music. And then in 2000, the Jim Henson Company bought the entire lot. So the recording studio is Universal, but it's but Jim Henson Company owns it. This just occurred to me. What? Did Paul Williams record there? I think, I think so. The list of people do. I'm going to cry. He, Paul Williams is my motherfucking favorite mm-hmm. like he's so important to me oh yeah you know what i should have paid more attention to my list but it was so long yeah i had a list of everyone who's recorded there but like the people say about that recording studio that it is so magical and that there's a quality of sound you can't get anywhere else in I the world that. so everyone records there and those artists include Joni Mitchell, Carol mm. King, The Supremes, John Lennon, Cat Stevens, The Doors, Joe Cocker, Neil Young, Pink Floyd, U2, Stevie Nicks, The Ramones, Bruce Springsteen, and the E Street Band, Bon Jovi, Tom Petty, Diana Ross. And those Shit. are the only ones I cared about. And the modern all day ones, too. Four members of, of the 98 band. Degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Lachey and three others. Uh-huh. 
Um, and then like there were a lot of modern day yeah. people too. The only one I cared about was Beyonce and Destiny's Child Fuck recorded there. Yes. And then the uh, 1980s hit "We Are the World" recorded. Stop it! In a studio A oh at the Jim Henson Studio. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. We are the world. We are the children. Is that the one? Yep. We are the ones who make a better place of something, some something. People are dying and all that. Great! It was wonderful. They changed the world. Yep. One. The world was at a time changed. The world was changed. Um, anyway, the studio itself is super haunted, and there are a lot of stories about the lot itself. Um, but like I mentioned, they're crazy guarded about that recording studio. Yeah. When we were training, because Ithamar also trained in, in, at Jim Henson in puppetry, when we would have breaks, we'd be outside. Of course, I'm terrible at spotting celebrities, but like in one night, Ithamar saw like Gwen Stefani come out of an SUV. Oh my God. He saw CeeLo, and then he saw the guy, the Coldplay guy, Chris Martin. Sure. No, no. Yeah, that guy. Boring. Uh, just kidding. Coldplay. Yes. Uh, so. <laughs> something, 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 and I was married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Forevers. Cool. Let's talk about Goop. boring again. Goopy. It's so coopy. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. So, um, this is exciting. So, okay. Ghost Hunters did an investigation there. Stop. And so you didn't see that you're one. You're going to be so excited because I watched my very you first what? Ghost Hunters episode. <laughs> did you love it? You buried the lead. They're so happy and Aren't nice they? to each other. Yeah, they don't seek out drama. Exactly, mm-hmm. Zach. Um, it was so wonderful. So it was like you said. So the first part, it was they, they dedicated like 70% of the episode to the um, the Manson murder house, oh, like yeah, when Sharon yeah. Tate's house. Mm-hmm. And then like the last like 15 minutes was Henson. and. Aww. But it was season three, so it was definitely older, wow. and it was adorable. I met Donna. I feel like Donna. I've met the people mm-hmm. that like I feel like I've known through yeah. you. Um, so they did an investigation. Um, they said that almost every employee had seen a full-bodied apparition, including a 1940s-looking black-haired lady, Whoa. a man with a handlebar mustache, and a man in a coat and a top hat. And I was like, you dummies, that's Kermit because he's wearing a coat and top hat in the yeah. on the roof. But yeah. they see him walking around a lot. Oh, okay. uh, doors but op- do they see his legs moving or just like chest up? <laughs> <laughs> With a bearded man holding him Uh (laughs) above his head. Uh, Doors open and close on their own and objects are moved and voices are heard on the catwalk of the soundstage, which is where I spent many a month Mm -hmm. uh, training. So um, Chris P. comments on the hauntedplaces.org blog. Mm -hmm. This is from Chris P. I worked for an event planning company that managed an event at the Henson Studios in 2008. We started setting up in the daytime, and while alone in the longhouse, which we were told used to be the children's schoolhouse when it was Chaplin's Studios, I heard knocking on the glass windows throughout the day. When I went to the door, there was no one in the driveway or outside. Other staff reported seeing a woman in the dressing room area of the soundstage. The description of her appearance and dress indicated it may have been the ghost of Karen Carpenter, whose office was upstairs over the stage when the lot was A&M Records. Several people saw her in the dressing rooms, but no one saw her exit uh, enter or exit the room. I talked to the security and some of the staff there, and they confirmed that they'd all seen and heard those and other things while they worked on the lot. 
So I Poor knew Karen. that Karen actually is the ghost that haunts the recording studio. And I was told this by a studio employee, and I've always been crazy triggered by Karen Carpenter yeah. because she's one of – she kind of brought anorexia to light. Like mm-hmm. it kind of gave like a name, like a face to the yeah. disease because prior to that, no one really – it was like, oh, she she just eats like a bird. or yeah. So like even when I was doing my research about Karen, like she came up a bunch because she's like yeah. the confirmed ghost of the studio. Um, that means definitely Paul Williams was there because he wrote all those Karen Carpenter songs. Oh, then he definitely was there. Absolutely. Oh, my God. That was I, – I met him one time. He was doing a talk back about – there was a documentary about him and he was there. And he he still – he can't talk about her without – I mean – it. It's so sad. So I had a little small weird breakthrough, which means we're always having breakthroughs no oh matter gosh. how well we're doing. I always avoided – Listen, no one knows this. Well, I'm going to say it. Like, for about 10 years of my life, I was anorexic, and I battled with eating disorders almost my whole life. And I've been well for, like, the past at least six years now. So it was a long stretch from, like, teens into, like, way into my adulthood. So Karen Carpenter, I knew, was, like, the one person who actually did anorexia took her life. But, you know, you don't die of anorexia. You die of heart failure. Heart failure, yeah. And she did. And so I always just was like, I would never listen to a Carpenter song. And I used to say that I hated her voice, which is so sad because it's Mm. beautiful because I listened to her songs last night. Yeah. And I just was just like, I don't want to be triggered. I don't want to talk. I don't want to look at pictures of her. And so last night, because I'm in a very a healthy place, but like it's always like a, a little flame, like a of little course. pilot light that you want to make sure it doesn't get ignited again. Yeah. So I um I was like looking at articles and stuff of her and all of the articles that came out on her, like like she died in eighty three, they were just like her extreme dieting. Oh her extreme no one oh said God. anorexia. No one would say it. And mm-hmm. it made me so angry because you know, it just of course. Like, but now we're so much more aware, and now there's really, really good treatment options. And so, I had um, well, I had a, a person, a coworker. I won't say it was a while ago, but um, she was young. She was younger than me. Um, I didn't have a lot of contact with her, but I knew her, and um, I mean, you know, it was a small enough company. We all knew each other, uh, and literally over Christmas break, somebody called me and was like, "She died," <gasps> and I was like, "What?" Like I thought it was a joke. I was like, what happened? And the office literally told us she had the flu. (gasps) And I didn't know until a year later, her parents were doing a fundraiser and it was to raise awareness on eating disorders. And I opened it. Oh, my God. Not knowing because it was just addressed like randomly to our company. And I opened it and I was like, oh, Oh, that's what happened to her. And I was so angry. I was so angry that they – that the company was like – they didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. It, there is still so much shame and such a stigma yeah. on it. It's almost, you know, it's an addiction. It's a mm-hmm. mental disease. It's not a diet. And it has nothing to do with wanting to be skinny. Yep. It's a, it, it's, it's trying to disappear. Yeah. And it's an addiction. And it's control. Absolutely. It's 100% about control. And she worked in a very high-stress environment. Yes. And had a lot of, like, family issues and, yeah, and an abusive relationship. So for the first time in my life, I actually – listened to her singing oh. like through a whole song so i watched a youtube video of her singing we've only just begun i know and then all of the comments it, it had been listened to or watched like like 200 million times seriously and the comments kept coming into this minute and it was all just like 
I was so heartbroken when she died, like rest in peace, so sad, a life gone so soon, and da da da. And, and she was only like 33, I think. She was so young. Yeah, she was Paul Williams' muse. I mean, and Paul Williams is one of those people that if you weren't around in the 70s, you don't know who he is. Right, But right. if you're a Henson fan or yes. you were around in the 70s, he was a he was a songwriter, but yeah. he was famous. Yeah. He wrote all those Carpenter songs, and he wrote Rainbow Connection. He wrote yep. so many things, and yeah. um, he, she was his muse. And Well, then he definitely was at that and studio he lost her. a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's there, and I always knew she was there, but I I was like, now now I feel like going back because I'm like, maybe we can connect a little bit and yeah. just like shoot the shit about, you know, <laughs> maybe she'll attach herself onto me and I could show her how how much better it can be when you yeah. come out of it. Uh, but I, I'm glad that I get, I'm, I'm glad. I'm so glad, Amy. It felt really good, actually. And I wasn't triggered by her thinness. I just, it made me feel sad more than anything. And yeah. also really grateful that it took a very long time, but I got the help and I went to... Yeah. rehab for a well, very long time. You did what you needed it, to do. You did yeah. the work and it was hard work and mm. you know what? You you're here for something and that's important and yeah. and you know what? Just because Karen Carpenter did not survive her battle does not make her weak. Oh, I know. It actually almost finally we could start saying mm-hmm. this is the this is what can happen if yeah. you don't get help. Mm-hmm. So, I think yeah. that a lot of times, especially because anorexia and bulimia, well, bulimia does affect men too, but because it's such a, a female problem, um, people really dismiss it. And yeah. and it doesn't, it seems like, oh, we'll just get over it. Oh, eat a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, I was told that all the time. Yeah. Can't you just eat a Snickers bar? I don't know why everyone chose candy. Like, just eat, a, just eat, take it's, a bite for your sister. Come on, just do it. Yeah. I'm like, really? That's not, oof. it's hard to understand too. Yeah. That's why it took like a year of like family therapy for them to fig- understand understand it it's my treatment was the same it was a 12-step program mm-hmm. uh whoops well <laughs> wasn't so anonymous <laughs> <laughs> i mean i wasn't a drunk guys um but you know it was it you my mom went to Al-Anon to help understand and connect with other family members of addicts and you know and we had to be super careful about switching addictions when we you know it, it's it is and still to this day people don't like to talk about it it's a very like I don't know. It's weird. So maybe the reason I came out of it and survived was so I could, you know, help to break that stigma or something I because it's tough. I could not have already believed that more. Aww. Oh, I love you. I love you. So Carol Carpenter. She's Carol. I just said Carol because I read <laughs> – Thank God we remember her and the impact she's made on our lives. <laughs> Oh, God. Because I was reading the name Carol King. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I blurred my, my words. Um, sorry about that, Karen. How's that, how's that 12-step working? Um, <laughs> you know what they say, one step at a time, right? One day at a time. Never uh-huh. mind. Oh, <laughs> no. I am so much better. Yeah. Um, I eat a lot, but I also drink a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, this guy named uh, – I was trying so hard to find actual encounters with yeah. her. Um, a lot of people just see her walking around. I did know that the dressing room on the soundstage, they saw the the ghost of Karen Carpenter a lot. She just, she just goes in and out of her dressing room, and she hangs out on the soundstage, and they did see a woman – hovering three feet off the floor uh-huh. on the soundstage during the Ghost Hunters investigation. I'm, we think it was her because okay. she had like long, darker, straight hair and she was like very thin and it was the, the thermal camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, in order to debunk like 
the height of her. They had to like climb up a oh yeah le- like they did all this stuff. They like moved some movable stairs, climbed up them, and then they they realized by figuring out like. Anyway, she was three feet off the floor, which wow. was really interesting. Um, and then, um, okay, so this guy named DJ Quick, my source was TMZ, God help me. Mm-hmm. I had to watch some really stupid shit to get to this story. Uh, he gave an interview saying he was recording at the Jim Henson studio in the recording studio. And he was recording a Tupac remix in what they called the Karen Carpenter room. Aww. And the DJ in, in this interview, or the rapper, uh, he was like, yeah, they call it that because that's the room she's always in. Mm-hmm. And he said that all of a sudden he heard what he swore was Tupac's voice coming through his headphones. Oh, my gosh. And then the lights started flickering and, like, dimming and then coming back up again. So he, like, totally freaked the fuck out. And he was like, he believes that Tupac and Karen Carpenter are both in that room. And then the fucking hosts, those those yeah. douchebag doucheronies at mm-hmm. TMZ were like, oh, are they boning? Is Tupac boning Karen Carpenter? Oh, yeah. And that's when I was like, we are done. That is my investigation story. <laughs> 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 I oh, outed myself as a recovered my anorexic, and we are done here. Amy. Um, but, yeah, I'm like, seriously, ghosts don't bone. And then they had the audacity to be like, can ghosts get ghost like, – Venereal diseases. Yep. Did they say that? They did, honey. You know what? I just, you know what Fuck I did? You. I just turned my brain off, and that was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> God, I hate that. They're such assholes. But yeah, so um, the next time I'm on the lot, which hopefully is soonish, um, I want to definitely see if maybe yeah. I can have a mo and connect. And You should. Yeah, and thank her for, you know, thank her for her patience because I was like really, really anti-carpenters for I a bet, long time. I bet she understands. She has a beautiful voice. Yes, she does. I never knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Amy. Yes. God bless you. Bless you. You're the best. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Let's talk about more ghosts. Let's talk about ghosts, baby. baby. Let's talk about what I did my research on. Um, here's my favorite thing about my research. Much like you were Googling haunted recording studios and coming up with escape rooms, I did the classic thing where I typed musician ghost. <laughs> and I found... And there was a musician named Ghost. There's a Swedish band named Ghost. <laughs> of course. There's another band named Haunt. There's oh, another no. band named The Haunted. <gasps> it just... I was like, no. So then... God damn it. I finally found something. I got real excited because this week we're going to be talking about Buddy Holly. <gasps> oh my God! I'm so excited. The music died, which is not uh, a Buddy Holly song, but it's about But it's him. about when he died. So. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Buddy the, Holly's a ghost. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I would love to meet him yeah. as well, a ghost. There's a bunch of places you can go. So This is so exciting. Okay, great. I'm really glad. Um, this was – I came up with this topic because it was literally driving down Sunset Boulevard and I drove past the Troubadour and I was like, that place is haunted. And then I was like, I bet there's a bunch of dead musicians. And then I was oh like, gosh. let's – so we can keep doing oh, this one because there's the, a bunch. Oh, my God. The Troubadour for mm-hmm. sure. All of those clubs. We could yep. do haunted clubs. <gasps> we could. Because mm-hmm, I heard a lot of the comedy yeah. clubs are haunted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, my God, yes. So let's talk about Buddy Holly for a minute, shall we? Yes. Charles Harden Holly, a.k.a. Buddy, was an American musician, singer, songwriter, and record producer who was a central and pioneering figure of mid-50s rock and roll. He was born in Lubbock, Texas. <gasps> 
right. a Texan. Yeah, and Lubbock is so garbage. Oh. Um, <laughs> Um, it's not a great place. Um, he was born during the Great Depression. He learned to play his guitar and sing alongside his siblings. His style was influenced by gospel music, country music, rhythm and blues, and he performed in Lubbock with his friends from high school. During his short career, Holly wrote, recorded, and produced his own material, and he's often regarded as the artist who defined the traditional rock and roll lineup of two guitars, bass, and drums. So basically, when we're thinking about rock and roll... Like, Buddy Holly, well, you know, all those white guys stole from black guys. But generally speaking, he's the one that kind of, you know, yes. made it yes. and then died very young. So who knows? All right. So let's talk about his death because he really, truly was only active for a couple of years. He was very, very young when he died. So um, he was on tour. It was the Winter Dance Party Tour that began in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on January 23rd, 1959. The amount of travel involved created logistical problems as the distance between venues had not been considered when scheduling performances. That's just like scheduling part A. And they didn't do it. Um, adding to the problem. Are you ready for this? This is insane. I didn't know this. I knew some stuff, but I did not know this. Adding to the problem, the unheated tour buses twice broke down in freezing weather. Did I mention January 23rd in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Unheated? Mm-hmm. The fuck? Holly's drummer, Carl Bunch, was hospitalized for frostbite to his toes. Oh, my god! That's how cold it was. They weren't just being, like, rock stars. Ooh. Frostbite. This is pre-any so, kind of guild or union. Mm-hmm. So Holly decided to seek out other transportation. Before their appearance in Clear Lake, Iowa on February 2nd, Holly charted a four-seat Beechcraft Bonanza airplane from Dwyer Flying Services in Mason City, Iowa. So he decided, fuck this. I'm getting on an airplane. It's faster. So Holly's idea was to depart following the show at the Surf Ballroom in Clear Lake and then fly to the next venue in Moorhead, Minnesota, allowing them time to rest and launder their clothes and avoid a vigorous bus journey, right? Are you ready for this? When getting on the plane – hold on, my iPad. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, When getting on the plane after the Clear Lake show – Alsup agreed to flip a coin for the seat with Valens, Richie Valens. Alsup took out a brand new half dollar and Richie called heads. Heads it was. <gasps> Quote, that's the first time I want, ever won anything in my life, said Valens. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. No. The pilot, Roger Peterson, took off in inclement weather, although he was not certified to fly by instruments only. Shortly after Jesus. 1 a.m., so they played that night. They got on the airplane. Shortly after 1 a.m., Holly, Valens, Richardson, and Peterson were killed instantly when their plane crashed into a cornfield five miles north of Mason City, Iowa. Oh, my God. The bodies of the entertainers were all ejected on impact, and Peterson's body remained tangled in the wreckage. Holly had sustained fatal trauma to his head, chest, and numerous lacerations and fractures of his arms and legs. And I've seen the crashed plane, and it does not even look like a plane. Oh, I've seen it too. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you cannot. So it's even Buddy tell. Holly, Richie Valens, and then the Big Bopper. Yes. Um, oh. And so that was. I mean, you can't even imagine what that would be like. It'd be like. It would be like Beyonce like, and Britney and like Rihanna and Rihanna get on an yeah. airplane and die. Like I can't oh my even. Gosh. You know. Oh. So. It was tragic. It really affected people. A lot of people have speculated, like, what would rock and roll look like nowadays? And and a lot of people are like, would the Beatles have even been a thing? Because I bet Buddy Holly would have started. Right. You know, he was really. That's right, because they were just kind of still. Yeah. Oh, my. How old was he? 22. Oh! <gasps> 
No. Yep. I did not realize he was Isn't that, that crazy? young. He had such a an insane yeah. career. It was just a couple years. That's wow. So, um, okay. Let's talk about the ghosts. Yes. So, and I will not sing all eight minutes of American Pie because... You know it? I do. I know every word. Well, do you? I know every word of the Weird Al Yankovic version <laughs> about the first episode of Star Wars in a galaxy far away. <laughs> Naboo was under an attack. Okay. <laughs> Um, of course you do. Uh-uh. Oh, God. All right. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Here we go. According to the book Haunted Lubbock. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the only story in the book? I or mean, I mean, I guess there's a lot. I always knew I didn't like Lubbock, but. Well, right. it's haunted and we might have to go there. No, thanks. Um <laughs> People who have visited Holly's grave since the early 1970s have heard his music playing from time to time. Granted, one story in the book tells of a prank that was pulled with Peggy Sue being played softly from a cassette recorder. Oh. But other accounts unrelated to the prank tell of some of Buddy's other lesser mainstream songs heard at the grave. So. Either some hipsters were pulling a prank and playing some B-sides, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or else that one's a little more real. Maybe some hipster ghosts playing a prank. Could it's be. still a ghost. Other reports state that Holly's music's been heard coming from his homeroom class at Lubbock High School late at Aww. night. And then when the door was locked and, oh yeah, that which that happened when the door was locked and there was no one else in the building. Um, so those are the... Places in Lubbock that are super haunted. Also, in Clear Lake, which is where he left from, the surf club, Clear Lake residents have reported seeing a phantom plane in the area, mm. and ghostly lights are often seen in the field where they crashed. Like a residual mm-hmm. haunting. So. Ooh, I'm scared. Then I found a show, and it was an entire 45 minutes all about haunted Buddy Holly. Oh, my God. I mostly enjoyed it. It was also mostly very stupid. So the show is called Dead Famous. Oh, okay. Dumb name. It is a dumb name. So it's basically but about. But I watched it. <laughs> I did. I would absolutely watch it. It's about ghosts from Hollywood, um, and it's two people. It's a curious skeptic, Gail Porter, who's British, and clairvoyant Chris Fleming, uh, and they go around and go to the haunted location. So they actually went everywhere. They went to the cemetery. Um, they went. Uh, they hung out in Lubbock for a while. They actually talked to Buddy Holly's brother. Cool. Yeah, and um, uh, they went to the surf room, which is where they played their last show. Oh, and so it was pretty cool, cool, except for then also, like, they went to the cemetery and they brought a, quote, coven of witches. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> You'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they looked like Lubbock witches. They were just like, hey, y'all, um, where are the coven? <laughs> Tammy like, oh, hates God. Lubbock. I hate Lubbock. Hates it. Do Don't you- even... Come at her. Are you, are you starting to guess why I maybe hate Lubbock? Do you think there's some secret reason that I hate Lubbock? Is your ex from there? No. Oh. <laughs> you... Could it be football? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> of course not. Sports is always the last thing on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Let's move forward with the ghost stuff. Like I'm horns. Um, okay, so. <laughs> God damn uh, <laughs> So, we um, can't blame her. She went to Montessori school. Yeah. She has to be her. I need to be her. <laughs> so, so they went – they also did this thing uh, that was my favorite. Well, 
Okay, I'll talk. I'll talk a little bit about um, at the surf room. They went mm-hmm. to the surf room. They brought a psychic. Basically, everywhere they went, they they didn't bring equipment. They brought people. And so this lady Gail, who says she's a skeptic, is also just real, real scared all the time. So I'm like, what are you skeptical of? <laughs> like. <laughs> You're just scared all the time and confused. Confused is not skeptical. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. they went and um, they brought a psychic. Actually, I kind of trusted this psychic. So she went and felt a lot of energy in the surf room and then would specifically like – Gail would be like, what's that? And she'd be like, did you see the man over there? And he was like, yeah. So then at one point even, Gail saw something and the psychic was like in another room and walked over and was like, that guy wants to talk to you. And she was like, I did see a man. I can't remember Ooh. what her accent was, but it was real scared. Um, <laughs> it's a scared accent. Yeah. So definitely that lady was picking up on stuff. And then um, uh, in the cemetery, this was my favorite part because it had nothing to do with anything. And also I'm like, why Why did you guys try to have an hour-long show? Just make it a half hour. Um, they Apparently there's like a thing that Lubbock teenagers do. Uh, did you hear my eye roll? I heard uh, it <laughs> and saw it. And uh, uh, it's like an initiation thing where there's this giant angel in the cemetery and supposedly it cries. Like it's a stone angel, right? Yes. So the Lubbock teenagers are supposed to run in, touch the angel's feet and run out, right? So Gail is going to do this. And Chris is like... We're going to stay off the walkie-talkie, okay? But if you get scared, call me and I'll come in. And I was like, what a what a mensch. So she runs in. It takes her forever to get there. She touches it. And then she's like, this is creepy. I don't like it. I'm alone. And then she's like, Chris, Chris, like, boop, 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 Chris. And he's like, what? And she's like, get in here. He's like, what's going on? She's like, just get in here. He's like, is something going on? She was like, get in here. It was the most real moment of the show because then when he came in, she was like, look, you told me if I was scared, I could call you. And then you're all like, what's going on? What's going on? Don't ask me what's going on. When I call you, just get in here. And I was Good like, girl. they're getting married. There I we can are. Tell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anyway, it was a little ghost-like, oh but That's fun. I absolutely wow. enjoyed learning about it. And it doesn't surprise me at all. It was such a like tragic quick thing yes i wouldn't be surprised that they that people see all these things completely oh my god that's fascinating mm-hmm. i would have never thought about that and i read all about this guy the guy that actually rented them the airplane mm-hmm. has been haunted by this for his whole life and he recently passed away and was oh writing a book and it's really interesting oh so oh my so gosh. that's that's the ghost of buddy holly wow we both did ghosts of people who passed tragically young mm-hmm. and were at like the height of their careers oh yeah. god rest their souls do we have time for our up ghost i think we, do. we sure five do minutes. yeah it's not super long okay. i'm gonna read it off because i'm super excited me too and um yeah and i just before we we say this and say our goodbyes i just want to say one more thing and okay. it is it just sounds super dumb but i know i said i was in a 12-step program and now we drink on this podcast yeah. so i just want to <laughs> clarify real quick for everyone Who's listening? It was a 12-step program to treat an eating disorder. And they also treated alcoholics and drug addicts and all of that. There's 12-step programs for everything. For everything. Shopping, sex, gambling, Mm -hmm. everything. Yep. Um, Okay. Anyway, I'm great. So we got an Up Goes Impersonal. I'm so excited about it. It's from Natalie. And uh, I'm just going to jump right in. I'm not going to say the subject line. Hey, my name is Natalie, and I work for Blue Man Group Chicago in the wardrobe department. Fun. Awesome. So much 
black. Blue. Uh, black. Never saw the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw it in Vegas. Uh, it's really It's good. really fun. Um, our building was constructed in 1901 and is currently called the Briar Street Theater. But before it was a theater, it was a carriage house for the horses from the department store Marshall Field and Yay. Company. Many people talk about a ghost we have named Walt. They name him Walt because a man by the name of Walter Topple bought the carriage house and converted it into the theater that we use today. Now, that seems like a whatever guess to me because coworkers who have seen apparitions claim it is of a little boy in overly cliche newsies looking garb Aww. and no little boys buy and convert buildings that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy sons of bitches. <laughs> Those little boys on the dorbs. Uh-huh. Uh, there have been multiple reports of footsteps being heard go uh, – being heard going up the raked seating area, especially when you're in the storage areas underneath the stairs when no one is in the building at night. And people have seen him poke his little head out from this weird extra catwalk area when they're passing quickly backstage during shows. Could you fucking imagine seeing a ghost during the show and you're like, gotta keep working, gotta keep working. There's a little Newsies boy here. My personal experience with Walt was my first paranormal interaction ever. So he will always be special to me. Aww. We were drinking in the green room. Fuck yeah. Duh. After some shows for a coworker's going away send off and someone's hoodie pocket was ripped and their phone kept falling out of it. I was in that drunken phase where you're overly helpful, and I was like, dude, let me take that up and sew it up for you real quick. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love it so much. I take it up to the very top attic space when we have the wor- uh, where we have the workshop and sewing area, and I start putting it through the machine. When I'm finishing up, Drunk I hear – sewing is the best, by the That's way. That's amazing. Yeah. I love this so much. I get to see up in the attic drunk sewing at I'm like never midnight. sober when I'm sewing. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that. When I'm finishing up, I hear very distinctly right next to my ear what sounds like a lollipop coming out of a mouth. Like, I can't do it. It felt kind of like playful, childish energy, so I wasn't very scared, but I was spooked as hell and ran all the way back down to the party. We all did a shot for Walt just to be cool about it. Love your show, Natalie. Natalie! And Natalie, you can find her on her Instagram handle, which is at... Fushi Designs, that's F-O-O-S-H-I, and then the word designs all in one. Uh, We follow her, so you could just find it on our Instagram as well. Uh, She says she's been painting for a little over a year now, and she's been using old tin lunchboxes from thrift stores, regular canvases, and sometimes used and repurposed drum heads from the Blue Man Show. And her art is amazing. really good. So follow at Fushi Designs on Instagram. Thank you so much, Natalie. Natalie. That's spooky. Like, I know that feeling, like, when you hear it literally in your ear. Uh-huh. And it's just, like... Nothing. Like, a long-distance sound. Yeah. You can, like, justify that. Mm-hmm. But holy shit. That was such a good story. And I'm so glad we have real a lot more upghosts yeah. to share in the next few episodes. Um, keep them coming, guys. And Tammy has um, created a Twitter account I for have. us. In our last episode, we were like, we'll have it by the time the next episode drops. We do. And now we do, motherfuckers. Banshees in... Booze, Banshee's n- booze. Mm-hmm. It's too long. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, and uh, we have a Facebook account now too. It's very exciting. And is that if, is that also Banshee's n- booze? It's Banshee's and Banshee's and booze. And you can booze. just you know how Facebook is. It's weird. You just gotcha. Search it. Um, super exciting. I had to make a Twitter profile just for myself to be able to play on on this thing called social media yeah, so I'm, wonderful. I'm working it but thank you for all of our followers and um all of the support it's been really really exciting yeah we love it i so. guess everyone just got sick of me being mad all the time yeah so. it worked it worked uh thanks guys yeah. um oh yes 
Hey, Amy. Yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost, um, find another ghost and let them bone. <laughs> Such a frat boy phrase. What I the hate fuck? It. I hate it. I hate it all. I want to wash my tongue out with soap. <laughs> <laughs> no one bones. I hate it. Bone. Stupid TMZ. Fuck you. I hate it. Uh, hey, oh. Tammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you see a ghost. Uh, figure out if they used to be married to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag ghost boners. <laughs> goop. Who are you going to call? Ghost, ghost boners. boners. That's it. Goop, goop, goop. <laughs> <laughs> cannot stop us. Oh my God.